February 2018, Stockholm, Sweden. H&M CEO Carl Johan Persson enters a cavernous warehouse. He's joined by Helena Helmerson, the company's head of sustainability. Their footsteps echo on the concrete floor. It's late, and the staff has gone home for the day. As they flip on the lights, they see floor-to-ceiling metal shelves stacked with hundreds of cardboard boxes. Inside are T-shirts, jeans, dresses, accessories. The two executives are looking at a massive backlog of inventory. Person turns to Helmerson. Just look at all these boxes. Our warehouses are full of boxes like these. Four billion dollars worth of clothing that's not selling. Helmerson opens a box and flips through the t-shirts inside. What are we supposed to do with all of it? We've already been putting things on clearance. If we keep marking down merchandise, our investors won't be happy. Person rubs his forehead, weary. And last year, our sales were down more than 60%. It was our worst year in nearly two decades. Carl, part of why we have such a backlog is we're behind online. Our web presence isn't what it needs to be, especially compared to our competitors. Shein did $1.5 billion in sales last year, all through online traffic. They don't have stores where they have to keep the lights on. But in-person shopping is our bread and butter. And you know we're on the cusp of a huge expansion. We're about to open more than 200 new stores. Look, I'm not about to walk back those openings. And when you combine the new stores with online sales growth, well, maybe that will help get rid of some of this inventory. We'll see. But I think we also need to reconsider the way we manage our inventory. Look at Zara. Their supply chain has always been better and faster because they own every step of their production. By responding faster to what's selling, what customers actually want, they avoid making too much of any product and getting stuck with it. Look, I'm confident we'll find a way out of this. I'm just not so sure what it is. Meanwhile, Sheehan fans can't get enough, posting their hauls all over social media. Young people are glued to their phones, making brick-and-mortar stores passe. Industry titans like H&M need to find a way to become real players in the online marketplace or risk falling into obscurity. If you travel, you know how to pull off a perfect getaway. You know after you enroll with your Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card, you get up to $10 back monthly on U.S. rideshare purchases with select providers, like a car to the airport. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, And where the Wi-Fi password is rarely used. Because you're the escape artist. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Purchases must be on card. Visit go.mx slash you know. Now, since you're a podcast listener, I'm sure you know all about how audio just does something to the imagination. So I'm really excited to tell you about how Audible's brand new exclusive thrillers are brought to life with that kind of captivating sound design, the eerie soundscapes and dynamic performances. There's one that caught my eye. I should say it caught my ear. It's an Audible original called Sleeping Dogs Lie by Samantha Downey. It details the aftermath of a local businessman's murder in Marin County, California, a once sleepy suburb now part of the bustling Silicon Valley area. And as an Audible member, well, you get to keep one title a month from their entire catalog, including bestsellers and new releases. New members can try Audible now 
free for 30 days. Head on over to audible.com slash BW or text BW to 500-500. That's audible.com slash BW or text BW to 500-500 and try out Audible free for 30 days. From Wondery, I'm David Brown and this is Business Wars. In our last episode, two deadly textile factory tragedies shone a spotlight on poor working conditions in Bangladesh. H&M responded by launching a new line made from more sustainable materials. Meanwhile, Forever 21 dodged copyright lawsuits, and Zara invested in RFID technology to help them track trends even faster. But not as fast as Shein, a new online-only brand out of China that's looking to change the game. Now, Sheehan continues its meteoric rise while allegations about Topshop's Philip Green put his company at risk. And H&M faces new crises while trying to solve its inventory problem. This is Episode 4, Dress for Excess. Twenty eighteen, the Panyu district of Guangzhou, China. A small factory, one of thousands of third-party companies in the Guangdong province that supply Xi'an. Seamstresses and designers diligently huddle over each piece of their work. Matching sweatsuit sets and comfortable joggers hang on racks lining the walls. CEO Chris Xu tours the facility with another employee who leans closer to fill his boss in on some key info. This factory makes mostly loungewear. We're their biggest client. What is the competition like among the factories? It's very competitive, which helps us. It means the suppliers have to lower their prices to win orders. But they're happy to work for us because we pay on time and we order a lot. How much do they make on each item we order? Less than a dollar. Sometimes a lot less. But we're placing orders every day. Other companies might make one big order at the start of each season, but we give them consistent business. The two men pause at a table where designers are sketching new ideas for loungewear sets. Keep letting the factories pitch their own designs, too. The more products we have, the more money we make. Xi'an has created a system of real-time retail. Through their online sales, they're constantly gathering and analyzing data on consumer behavior. This allows them to predict which trends will sell the fastest. And they can create and produce a new design in as little as three days. They make small batches of each item, anywhere from 100 to 500 units, so they're never stuck with excess inventory. But if an item of clothing goes viral on social media, they can immediately place orders for additional units to fulfill demand. Their cycle is far faster than Zara, which long held the crown of having the most efficient supply chain in the industry. But now, Zara is in the spotlight for a very different reason. June 2018, Joint Base Andrews, Maryland. 
First Lady Melania Trump is boarding a plane on her way to visit migrant children in a detention center in McAllen, Texas. But as she climbs the white staircase, onlookers see that her olive green anorak jacket has white writing scrawled across the back. The message reads, I don't really care, do you? And journalists quickly discover it's from Zara. Melania Trump and the decision of the First Lady yesterday to visit a detention center to see who, for herself really what these kids are going through. It was meant to be a, an offer of support, but her gesture completely overshadowed by her jacket. Where does that stand this morning? A lot of people are still talking about this jacket, more so than her visit itself, about the message on the jacket, about what the message means, what the message doesn't mean, and there is the message. I really don't care, do you? This is what she wore. You can see getting onto the plane. She also wore it getting off of the plane. She did not wear this jacket, it's worth mentioning, when she was actually visiting with those children, but it sparked immediate backlash given where she was headed. It was called tone deaf. That conversation is still going on. Here's part of that. Mrs. Trump later claims the jacket was meant as a message to the left-wing media, who she says constantly criticize her. But the spotlight on the jacket doesn't stop there. A brand called R13 accuses Zara of copying a similar olive green jacket from their collection that said, God Save America on the back in a very similar font. The claim was later proven false when it was established Zara's product was released a few months before R13's. A likely explanation is that both brands were separately inspired by a similar jacket worn by Kate Moss in the early 2000s, with text reading, God Save the Queen. Luckily for Zara, the media soon moves on, ready to pounce on the next misstep by a major brand. Soon enough, H&M makes a major stumble. January 2018, London. Style blogger and influencer Stephanie Yeboa is scrolling through the H&M online website when she sees an image of a black child wearing a green hooded sweatshirt. She cannot believe the words she's reading. She heads to Twitter. Whose idea was it at H&M to have this little sweet black boy wear a jumper that says coolest monkey in the jungle? I mean, what? As somebody who has been called a monkey many times by white people, both to my face and online, this is absolutely unacceptable. Yaboa's tweets spark a torrent of reactions. Other influencers and public figures also take note, sharing their outrage. It's the H&M hoodie seen around the world. A black child in a green hoodie. The words printed on the sweatshirt, coolest monkey in the jungle. The image sparked outrage on social media. The hoodie was sold in the chain's UK stores. The image of the child has been removed from the website. In a statement to CBS News, H&M saying in part, quote, it sincerely apologizes for this image. We believe in diversity and inclusion in all that we do, and we'll be reviewing our internal routines. Tens of thousands of angry tweets slam H&M. Then the performer, The Weeknd, cancels an upcoming collaboration, stating that he is deeply offended by the ad. In South Africa, protesters storm into H&M stores, calling for the company to be evicted from local malls. The protests grow so intense that the company temporarily closes all of its locations in the country. H&M pulls both the ad and the sweatshirt itself. 
but the incident does the company no favors with the public, who've already been losing interest in the brand. Across the pond, Topshop has also been faltering. In 2017, their sales were surpassed by Zara in the UK for the first time. But a scandal involving owner Philip Green is brewing. And the media won't be so quick to move on. October 24th, 2018. British newspaper The Daily Telegraph publishes a story about claims of sexual harassment and racial abuse by an unnamed leading businessman for months. But before they can reveal the businessman, a judge issues a gag order barring the paper from publishing the name. But a member of parliament is suffering a pang of conscience. Lord Peter Hayne, a member of Parliament's House of Lords, shifts nervously in his seat. The 68-year-old with thinning gray hair and a kind smile takes the floor. Having been contacted by somebody intimately involved in the case of a powerful businessman using non-disclosure agreements and substantial payments to conceal the truth about serious and repeated sexual harassment, racist abuse, and bullying, which is compulsively continuing... I feel it is my duty under parliamentary privilege to name Philip Green as the individual in question, given that the media have been subject to an injunction preventing publication of the full details of a story which is clearly in the public interest. A round of gasps and murmurs goes around the floor. Green, the owner of major British fashion companies, including Topshop, has a personal net worth of about $5 billion. In 2006... He was even made a knight. Mr. Green has spent over a half a million dollars in legal fees, fighting to keep his name out of the media in connection with these allegations. And the allegations are quite serious. He has been accused of making racist remarks to black employees, groping female employees, and being physically and verbally abusive to many members of his staff. One executive claims he held her in a headlock in front of witnesses. Now, I am sure Mr. Green will be very upset that I am naming him. Parliamentary privilege is a precious part of our Constitution and an expression of Parliament's absolute sovereignty. But it should only ever be used sparingly, with total integrity and responsibility. And on this occasion, I am taking a judgment to promote justice and liberty. Green lashes out, claiming the Daily Telegraph has a vendetta against him, condemning Hayne and filing a formal complaint with the House of Lords. Green's lawyers attempt to write off his abuse as part of his personality, calling him a passionate businessman who can at times be over-exuberant and hot-headed. But the public is not having it, and demands for Green's knighthood to be revoked. Even worse, Beyoncé cuts ties between her athleisure brand Ivy Park and Topshop. Green goes AWOL. But a month after the allegations are made public, reporters track down Green at a health resort in Tucson, Arizona. A reporter follows him with a camera. Green, sweaty as if he just came from a workout, attempts to intimidate him. You need to leave. Don't you understand? Go away. Sir Philip, what do you think about Lord Haynes' comments in Parliament this week? Go away. Will you leave? Sir Philip, don't you think your accusers deserve a response? Sir! Green climbs into a golf cart. Even if I wanted to comment, I couldn't for legal reasons. Now leave! 
green floors the golf cart, seemingly trying to run down the reporter who has to jump out of his path. Topshop was hemorrhaging young customers before this public shaming, though this certainly doesn't help. Customers are ditching Topshop's brick-and-mortar stores for more innovative online businesses like Shein. And now, the entire future of Topshop is in jeopardy. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash back on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. LinkedIn Jobs isn't just another job board. With a vast network of more than a billion professionals, it's the best place to hire. You'll get access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And if that sounds overwhelming, look, don't worry, it's not. LinkedIn Jobs makes the process easy and intuitive. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. If you're like me, hiring the best candidates for a job can often be about who you know, the connections you make. My favorite thing about LinkedIn Jobs is the ability to screen for the experience and qualities you're looking for and reach out directly, not waiting for the right person to come in over the transom, sifting through emails. It's actually fun to find people with the skills and backgrounds you need this way through LinkedIn Jobs. Often, you're making connections that help your business along the way. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash businesswars. You can thank me later. That's linkedin.com slash businesswars to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. July 2019, Acaruña, Spain. Zara, a notoriously private black box of a company, is doing something unusual. They've invited reporters inside headquarters for a rare peek at the inner workings of the company. The brand's reputation for secrecy starts at the very top. Founder Amancio Ortega Gaona has given only a handful of interviews ever, and no photo of him was published until 1999. And that only happened because the company was preparing to go public and wanted to confirm his existence for potential shareholders. Now, a gaggle of reporters are led into a room with white walls and lots of natural light. Sitting on a white linen couch from the Zara home brand, is Pablo Isla, the company's chairman. He recently announced he's stepping down as CEO. But his presentation seems to indicate a desire to remain the public face of Zara. Carlos Crespo, the former COO, has been named his successor. Isla starts off by talking about a very hot-button issue in the fashion world. Sustainability. Under Carlos's leadership, Zara will continue to focus on our commitment to sustainability and digital innovation. I know we started slow online, but we have lofty goals. And by the end of this year, all of our stores will reduce energy and water consumption to meet our new eco-efficiency standards. A reporter raises his hand. What about waste and emissions? Online orders typically create a lot of waste, especially when it comes to plastic. By 2023, we will have eliminated all single-use platform from our packaging. 
By 2025, we will only use recycled polyester in our clothing and make sure the rest of our fabrics, like linen and cotton, are produced in more sustainable ways as well. Another reporter raises her hand. I think all of those steps are very admirable, but the reality is that fast fashion is conceptually at odds with sustainability. For starters, we do not consider ourselves a fast fashion brand. To me, when you hear fast fashion, you hear that there's no regard for sustainability. And that's simply not true at Zara. We've been named the most sustainable company in the retail industry three years running now. We don't feel like we're making a massive amount of clothes. On average, Zara releases 500 new designs per week. Isla continues. It comes down to this. The size of our company is what puts us in a position to change things. By raising our standards, we're pushing our manufacturers to do better, to change the way they operate. The reporters are taken on a tour around the Zara headquarters. There are no offices, only open-concept seating that allegedly even Ortega uses every day. The campus has the feel of a science fiction movie, all sleek, cavernous white rooms and technology. Isla gestures to a row of employees hovering over laptops. Our entire system is connected. If an employee at a store in Beijing leaves the lights on overnight, we can turn them off from here. We get data on what people are searching for on our website in real time. We have teams whose entire job is to monitor what's selling and feed that information back to our designers. They walk past a full-sized mock-up of a Zara store. Next to a studio where a team experiments with different window display designs. Our manufacturing facilities and distribution centers are right next door to each other. And here are our studios. We have 15, and each one has its own photographer and stylist. They shoot 20 different outfits per day and upload them to the website. We release new clothes twice a week, so they really need to be on top of things. And so do our designers. We have a team of 300. If the extreme efficiency of its headquarters is any measure... Zara's business model is strong. It insulated the company against crises and challengers for many years. And its online responsiveness mimics the wildly successful brand Shein. But they still need to wean themselves off the brick-and-mortar stores, which are draining their resources. This isn't just a Zara problem. Throughout the 2010s, while the American economy was on an upswing... In-store shopping began a steep decline. Department store chains like Macy's, JCPenney, and Sears all closed over 100 stores for lack of customers. And social media was driving the younger generation to shop more cheaply online, pocketing their savings for things like dinners out and travel. The company that suffered the most in the retail revolution was Forever 21. On September 29, 2019, Forever 21, once a company that made billionaires of its founders, declares bankruptcy. 7 Action News reporter Amir David has what you need to know. Some Forever 21 fans surprised to hear about the chain biting the bankruptcy bullet. But affordability wasn't enough to keep the retailer competitive amidst online market pressures. The chain is not going out of business, but is closing 178 stores in the U.S. While Forever 21 does have an online business, 80% of its sales come from physical stores. 
At the company's peak in 2015, founders and owners Jin Suk and Duwan Chang had a combined net worth of $5.9 billion. Now, they've lost their billionaire status. And their very first store in Highland Park, once their pride and joy, is among those that closes permanently. But while Forever 21 may be at death's door, fast fashion as a whole is still a very profitable business. And other brands are desperately trying to avoid the same fate. In our next episode, Sheehan continues to draw budget-conscious shoppers, but a backlash is brewing. And as Zara and H&M struggle to weather the COVID-19 pandemic, Topshop goes up for sale. And another online-only retailer is ready to swoop in as its savior. Hey, Prime members, you can binge every episode of Business Wars ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus and Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. From Wondery, this is Episode 4 of Fast Fashion for Business Wars. A quick note about recreations you've been hearing. In most cases, we can't know exactly what was said. Those scenes are dramatizations, but they are based on historical research. I'm your host, David Brown. Aaron Conley wrote this story. Voice acting by Stephen Fu, Cat Peoples, and Michelle Philippi. Karen Lowe is our senior producer and editor. Edited and produced by Emily Frost. Sound designed by Kyle Randall. Our producer is Dave Schilling. Our executive producers are Jenny Lauer-Beckman and Marshall Louie. Created by Hernan Lopez for Wondering. It's all a lighthearted nightmare on our podcast, Morbid. We're your hosts. I'm Alina Urquhart. And I'm Ash Kelly. And our show is part true crime, part spooky, and part comedy. The stories we cover are well-researched. He claimed and confessed to officially killing up to 28 people. With a touch of humor. I'd just like to go ahead and say that if there's no band called Malevolent Deity, that is pretty great. A dash of sarcasm and just garnished a bit with a little bit of cursing. This motherfucker lied like a liar like a liar and if you're a weirdo like us and love to cozy up to a creepy tale of the paranormal or you love to hop in the way back machine and dissect the details of some of history's most notorious crimes you should tune in to our podcast morbid follow morbid on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen to episodes early and ad free by joining wondery plus in the wondery app or on apple podcasts